In the annals of history, signature names and places are often remembered and lauded, while others who played an equally pivotal role don't get as much press. We know the name of Ruby Bridges who, protected by federal marshals, broke the color barrier at William France Elementary School in New Orleans in 1960. We also know the backlash, with every other parent pulling their child from the school, refusing to have their children go to school with a black child. What happened the day after, however, is just as important and involves a young white Methodist minister, Reverend Lloyd Foreman, and his daughter, Pamela. Amidst intense backlash by the community, Reverend Foreman walked his daughter, Pamela, back to William France the next day, and the day after that, the day after that, and so on. As the attacks continued, Reverend Foreman and Pamela were escorted by Father Jerome Drolet, a Catholic priest to ensure their safety. These are but two names of people who believe that black and white people can live together in society, and that the way to progress was not to only to take a stand, but to participate in changing society for the better. On the other side of the country, residents of the Sunny Hills community of Milpitas, California, also believed that black and white people could live together in community. Names such as Ben Gross and Dave Olbert not only believed it, but participated in the process to make Sunny Hills a community for all. This week on the Perpetual Good Podcast, I continue my conversation with Donnie Island, executive producer of 54, a documentary on the founding of Sunny Hills, the first planned racially integrated community in the country. It's the Perpetual Good Podcast with your host, Kenneth Hopkins. Join us as we discover the good things that are happening all around us and what we can do to bring even more good to our communities. Life is like a box of assorted chocolates. But what swirls in my head? Donuts from boxes. Don't go with the concept. Never know what you'll get unless you are open. Welcome back to the Perpetual Good Podcast. This is your host, Kenneth Hopkins. And I was thinking about just the last few episodes, and it's been easy for me to ask other people what's going on good in their lives. And I just realized I haven't been saying a whole lot of what's been going on good with me. And I'm going to bring it right to just these two episodes. This conversation that I've been having with Donnie and the research around the history of Sunny Hills and the history around Milpitas has been really, really good for me. I've been able to have some conversations with some of my classmates and some of my friends and even family about just the history and and the things that we went through and and just some of our foundation and that's been just really powerful it's been um it's been eye opening in a lot of ways and a lot of this uh none of us knew so uh Donnie thank you so much for uh for putting this together um when i initially was thinking about doing this, um, my my thought process was just around community itself and uh, about people who are doing community involvement. And I knew that Donnie was going to be the perfect person for that. 
And I had no idea that the history was so, um, uh, was so deep and there was so much to it. So, uh, so that's, what's going on good with me. Um, I hope that you, uh, that you got a lot out of part one of the conversation this week. We are doing part two, continuing the conversation around uh, the formation of Sunny Hills uh, in my hometown of Milpitas, California. Um, Sunny Hills has the, um, uh, has the claim to fame of being the first planned racially integrated community in the United States. And uh, Donnie Island is the producer of 54, which is a documentary for um, uh, for the foundation of that. And if you go to the show notes, not only will you find a little bit of information about him, but I have the actual documentary linked in both episodes. So you have the opportunity not only just to hear the podcast, but you can see much more about the foundation of the community. So without further ado, we're going to get into part two of my conversation with Donnie Island, producer 54, about the foundation of Sunny Hills. And, and, and right now, if you look at the school and, and what's happened as a result, it, it really was one of the best things that ever happened to Mel Peters. So, um, and, and like you said, we, we looked at it, we acknowledged it, and we did something about it. We put forth a plan and we said, we're going to make this work. And they worked it. And, and, it, and it came out. It's beautiful. I love the stories that have come out of it and the extended friendships that have happened uh, since then. And, and like you said, I mean, it's, it's almost as if Milpitas were, was two different cities or almost two different countries. Mm -hmm. There were people on either side who, for whatever reason, never crossed over to the other side. It was, you know, it was like you said, people were saying, Oh, it's, it's that neighborhood. It's, you know, Right. You know, it was like the, the north side was the black side of town. Right. You know, it was that yeah. that's where all the dark people lived. And, yeah. you know, know, all yeah. of those things were were underneath the surface. And, right. and I think that just from where we are as a country, there's a lot of that that continues to happen. Absolutely. Where it's too easy, especially in these in this time of social media, mm-hmm. it's too easy to to not cross the tracks. If right. you know what I mean? Right. It's too right. easy to just stay with stay with your people and to keep having the same rhetoric. Right. And and yet society continues to to do things to try to bring us together. And yet it's it's really about taking a step and taking some action, which we saw from we saw from Ben, we saw from yeah. the, the the people at the Ford plant. We've seen it over and over again in this small community that there were people who were willing to say it doesn't have to be the way everybody portrays it. It can be yeah. something different or better. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the one of the good things about Sunny Hills and the in the store of 54 is that we're not talking about something that we heard about. We're talking about something that we live. So I noticed that when I get out and I share the story, it hits hard. It resonates with people. 
because I did. Uh, it was something that I did experience. I grew up in. I wasn't there in the early uh, beginnings of it, but I, I was a benefactor of it. You know, one of the best stories coming out of Sunny Hills, and I think I don't know if you saw that version of Fifty Four, but we put it in the latest uh, version. Was a man named Dave Oberg, and Dave Oberg um, worked at the Ford plant, and they had announced Sunny Hills and it's going to be integrated housing, and they opened up a cell center over here. So he came over here one day to put in his application. So he's filling out his application, he gets done, and the salesperson kind of pulls him aside and says, hey, listen, um, just want you to know, you won't have to worry about living next to a black person. And he says, uh, well, why, why, what's, what's the problem? He says, we work together, we live together. He contacted somebody high up in the, um, in the union and they did an investigation and they came out here and found out that there were still people that were trying to keep Sunny Hills a segment and they got rid of them. And this is a white, a white man who grew up in New York, who, um, who just had love in his heart and says that, you know what? No, this is not right. We're going to make this happen. And that's what it took. It took people to stand up and be bold and to stand by the convictions and say that we can make this happen. And so I was fortunate to go out and, and interview him. He was, Dave was, I think, 95 when we interviewed him. Uh, he just passed away, uh, God rest his soul. But he had no idea the impact of his actions and what it had. And I'm telling you, he lit up. I'm still in communication with his daughters who are awesome. And they are so connected. And they they were here in Sunny Hills for a couple of years, never knew what happened to Sunny Hills. And I'm telling you, it's, it was, it was, it, I was meant to meet him. He was, I was supposed to meet him and put his story in, in 54. And that's just another example of, of somebody standing up and saying, you know what, I'm going to do the right thing, you know, and uh, just, just a beautiful story. Yeah. And, and I think that the one thing that, that I, I keep hearing that keeps coming out and it's, it's some of the experience that, that both of us have had with, mm -hmm. uh, with our elders, the, el yes. the elders that we had, our teachers, our counselors, yes. is that they were very strong, they were very mm -hmm. powerful, but mm -hmm. they were also very just humble. Yes. They, 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 they weren't trying to, to make a big name or anything, right. but they, they were people of action. I think of uh, the, the the one person that really comes to mind is Hattie Morris. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was determined that the students under her care mm -hmm. from both schools, right, were going to get the the best education. Yes, we're going to get the best experience and, and exposure to yeah. the world. Yes. and we're going to get to college with yes. scholarships. Yes. And you never heard her, you know, doing big extravagant things, yeah. but you saw what she was doing because she was a person of action. And, yeah. and we just, we saw that throughout the community. I want to just kind of highlight something that I, I had seen a, a short clip of, it was a, a Black Agenda forum. This was back okay. in 2010. It was hosted by Tavis Smiley. And okay. he had some of the biggest names and thinkers to, to talk about the issues that were facing Black America across the country. Mm -hmm. And in this clip, Minister Louis Farrakhan was actually, was actually there. 
mm-hmm. and regardless of what people may think about his his theology or anything right. like that this point that he was making was so was so just it was just on point mm-hmm. he he says you know back in the day there was uh there was this uh one person who was a who was an activist and um, and he gathered people around and he said that, and, and he said that there was a rallying cry and the rallying cry was jobs and justice. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he, and this person influenced Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. So Martin Luther King gave, you know, started up and he had his most popular, uh, speech across the country. Uh, I have a dream yeah. and the rallying cry was jobs and justice. Mm-hmm. And then there was the March on Washington and the rallying cry was jobs and justice. And then 10 years later, there was, uh, there was the anniversary of that and it was mm-hmm. jobs and justice. And he says, now we're here in 2010. And he says, what is the cry? And everybody in the, in the entire place says jobs and justice. He says, now, wait a minute. He says, how is it that for all of these years, we've been asking for somebody else to do something for us that we should be able to do for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So on point. Yeah. And Milpitas could have been that community that said, hey, you need to, you need to treat us better. You need to give us better housing. You need to do, you, you need to do this for us. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet it wasn't, let's go to the government and say, you need to do this for us. Right. It was the people that said, no, just give us space to be able to live the life that we want to be able to live. Right. And we're going to demonstrate that it actually works. Absolutely. Uh, So, so on point, they kind of took the issue into their own hands. And even though they did have to go to the government, it wasn't saying, Hey, you need to do this for us. They went there seeking knowledge, how they can go about it and do it themselves. And so that's what, I believe the, the the genius of of Ben Gross, he really was a very unique and outside the box thinking man, you know, and just that coupled with the the group he had surrounding him, uh, really backed by the church, you know, a lot of this was backed by the, by the Methodist Church, which was you know an integrated church at the time, which was you know not heard of, you know, and so uh, yeah, so on point, Kenny, we didn't. We didn't sit there and and say, oh, you need to do this for us. We took it into our own hands and made something happen. And I think more of that needs to happen. I think that is happening more now, um, especially as there's resistance. You know, I think that, you know, we're, we're in an era now where, you know, Gen Zers and Gen Xers, they are not having it, you know, and, and we saw that with some of the some of the protests and things that have been going on. Um, but basically they're saying that we don't like the way this system is set up. It's not fair and we're going to do something about it. And so, yeah, um, I, like I said, when, uh, I wasn't for any violence, uh, in, in the Black Lives Matters protests, I don't condone, I'm condone that. Um, but I think that that was few and far between the, the ones who were there to really make something good happen. I saw young people out there as young as, you know, 17, 18, getting arrested and going to jail for something they believed in. And that's powerful. You know, that is very powerful. So, um, yeah, I'm um, just so, so proud and thankful um, to have been able to come 
from this air, see people in my community that were leaders out there uh, spreading love in the community, you know, and that's that's really, I think, why I try to pay it forward because it, what well, it was given to me, I need to give it back. I need to pay it forward. And I think that's a message that we can all do. I think those of us who came from Melpitas, we have an obligation to tell our story, to let people know that, man, there is a place and what happens as a result when you come together and you live together with love, amazing things can happen. And so, Absolutely. yeah. And we only scratch the surface of, yeah. of some of this. I want to back up a little bit because we've talked a little bit about the the documentary. So okay. so Donnie has has actually chronicled the history of the foundation of the Sunny Hills community, right. and not only just you know why it was important, and it, it's not just him, but you get the opportunity when you're watching the uh, when you're watching the documentary, you get the opportunity to hear from some of the people mm-hmm. who were a part of some of those early, early foundations of, yeah. of Sunny Hills. And I, I think that it's, it's important when we start to hear some of the foundations and some of the things that, uh, that, that make us who we are. It's amazing. I, I'm going to take a, a, a quick left turn, but it's, it's gonna, it's gonna make sense. Yeah. When people take Ancestry or 23andMe, whatever those DNA tests are, and mm-hmm. they start to they start to connect with their history and their lineage and the, and their and their culture it it does something for them it tells them a little bit more about who they are and it actually has influenced a lot of people yes and this documentary is that for for people from milpitas yeah it mm-hmm it starts to connect some of the dots. Even when I was talking with my mom last night, I was telling her about some of the, some of the things that I had seen both in the documentary and some of the other, uh, some of the other research. And it made her just light up and being that she was, she was a part of that. Um, We didn't even talk about the president or the premier of, of Russia actually visiting the right. Ford plant and actually visiting Sunny Hills, but that's in, you know, that's in all of the research. Um, right. But when you start to hear that, it, it turns your concept of this little, small, insignificant town into, wait a minute, I didn't come from a place of insignificance. Right. I came from a place of influence. I came from a place of change. Mm-hmm. And and now it's like, okay, I'm connecting the dots of why I've been doing a lot of change making. Why mm-hmm. when we were, we as our little, our little bitty town going up against independence in, yeah. in San Jose. Some of the bigger schools, yeah. Yeah, they, they came with five buses and, you know, we had <laughs> so, so few people. And I'm sitting here telling the team, we can take them. Total David and Goliath story, but it's because the foundation of our city Mm -hmm. was we don't have to do things the same way that that everybody else does. And so for those of you who are listening, I want to encourage you, even if you're not from Lapidus, if you get the opportunity um, and I'll have Donnie talk about, you know, where you can find the documentary, but take some time to watch the documentary 54. Yeah. And um, and look at it from the standpoint of 
your own foundations and and not so much from what Milpitas has to offer, but the the things that Bunny was talking about, community, mm-hmm. love, togetherness, and being willing to do mm-hmm. something different and yes. use that as an opportunity to say, what good can I do in our community? So we've talked a lot about the history, but some of the things that continue to happen our community building, such as uh, such as the the Sunny Hills Block Party and yeah. and some of the other things that uh, that you're doing. So there's uh, there's a lot of stuff that's still going on. But uh, if you could right now just uh, just take some time to to talk about where they can find the documentary, what things are happening in the Sunny Hills area, and anything else that you'd like to just highlight uh, sure. coming out of this. Well, there, there, there's two places where you can you can uh, watch Sunny Hills online. Uh, it's on YouTube. Um, I do recommend. I'm going to give you. Um, uh, I can give you some words to Google um, uh, or look up on YouTube. 54 First Plan Integrated Community will take you to uh, the first version of of, of uh, 54. But Kenny, what I want to do is after we wrap up here, is send you the URL to the one where I have. Dave Oldberg's story in there. And so maybe you can uh, put that, um, you know, somewhere um, when, when you air this thing, uh, put a link up where they Absolutely. can click on it. So that's what I, that's what I do. But um, what, what, you know, for me, what's happening is, yeah, I still uh, continue to, to, to be active. We're talking about doing some offshoot stories of, of 54 because we want to dive into personal families and get their stories and how it's affected them. I've had so many people come forward when I was doing 54. Uh, and, you know, after it was released, they're like, oh, Donnie, you know, I wish you, I wish I would have known, you know, my grandfather worked at Ford and I have some stories. And so, I, you know, I couldn't cover all those stories, but we want to do that. That's what uh, we're working on now. Me and um, the other co-producer, Dave Mesqueda, who was just amazing and help, helping me put to put this together. Uh, Henry Nichols, a historian, and Ben Gross, of course, a storyteller. And so um, that, as well as you know, I'm I'm a big fan of of, of Melpitas sports, so uh, I always try to help out Kelly King over at the high school. We're talking about. I used to do something called the the Sunny Hills Old School Reunion. Uh, we did that for like nine years. I think we haven't done it since 2012 or 13. Uh, we want to start bringing that back again. Maybe do more of a picnic feel to it and just remind people, bring people together. There's so many new people that have moved into um, Malpitas and Sunny Hills that when I talk to, they're like, wow, that really happened right here. And so uh, it'd be a great time to get together, um, have uh, some people come up, tell some stories. We can uh, keep that story alive and in the hearts of people. So um, that's that's what I'm doing, Kenny. uh, uh, And I'll probably continue to do that uh, as long as I'm able to. But um, I just I just believe so much in this story and in this city and, and what's happened here that um, yeah, I just have to continue to push that, push that story forward. Absolutely. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, definitely send me that information. I'll put the, yeah. put that in the show notes and I'm looking forward to, you know, to everybody else hearing about uh, our little town and, absolutely you know, what, what we've been able to do. I know other, uh, the town that I'm living in right now, uh, Marietta, it has, what it's known for is there, there's a couple of 
of star people that have come out of here. And I know that okay. we've had some star people that have come out of Milpitas, but mm-hmm. I, I think what Milpitas is really known for is everything that you've talked about. It's, it's the, it's the love, it's the community, it's the ability to change and do things yeah. absolutely different. So Donnie, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on, for giving us the history and for talking to us about all of this stuff that if we didn't know about it, it would have been somebody else's history buried in somebody's history book. But uh, we have the opportunity to share it with the world now. Absolutely. Well, well thank you, Kenny. Thank you for having me on. And uh, I commend you for your work with your podcast. You know, Kenny, it's funny uh, when you when you contacted me and I was like, you know, that is so up your alley. Um, you're such a great orator. I remember back in the day when I was going to Jubilee and used to narrate uh, the Christmas plays every year. And I was like, that guy is dynamic. So you two are are sharing your gift and your passion with the world. Uh, And so I commend you on that and and wish you uh, much success. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, we'll look forward to the next, uh, the next iterations of 54 and, um, and everything else that you have going on. So thanks again, and uh, we'll be talking soon. Sounds good. Take care, my friend. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. This has been part two of my conversation with Donnie Island, producer of the documentary 54 on building lasting community the story of Sunny Hills. I hope that you were able to not only see the good in the Sunny Hills community, but that these stories make you think of the good in your own community and how you can both appreciate it and elevate that good with those around you. The theme music for Perpetual Good is Wild and Windy by Bled John with additional instrumental music Soaring Above the Waves by Rolick Music. I leave you with this quote by Coretta Scott King. The greatness of a community is most accurately measured by the compassionate actions of its members. Thanks again for being with us, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.